When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Georgia Hate Week, and this live edition of the Uptempo Podcast starts right now. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. Yes, sir. What's up, Auburn family? I'm your host, Dustin Smith, joined as always by my guy, Blake Lane. It's another Tuesday night live show. We're excited to get in here, man. Blake, we figure we're one-third of the way through the season, brother. Unfortunately, we're already zooming by fast, ain't it? Yeah. We want to get in here, man, to talk about what we've seen through these first four games, man. Get some grades, get the fans an opportunity to get in here, give us their thoughts as well. Um, before we get into that, man, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, just a little upset after last Saturday. It was a tough one. We took one on the chin. Um, we'll talk about it tonight, but as a program, I think we got to move forward. Um, and we have uh, we have a fan base that is kind of up in the air right now on on two different sides, and we're back to arguing amongst each other. And I think we just need to take a step back and uh, and listen to what Aaron Rodgers said at one point, and that is to relax. And uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. Uh, and I know we will discuss a little bit of this later on uh, in the live show, but. Uh, there's there's bigger plans ahead, man. We got Georgia, you know, uh, one of the the premier programs in college football this Saturday at the crib in Jordan Hare Stadium, uh, and and we need ninety thousand, man. We need ninety thousand strong, just raising hell. And don't give up on these kids, all right? Don't give up on these kids. Stay behind these kids. Back them. They're playing their asses off right now. That defense. Uh, tip tip your cap to them, man. Tip your cap to them. They are playing. Uh, better than anyone give them credit for in the offseason. They come into this season with a chip on their shoulder, and they're showing it. All right. Um, I just want us to back our kids, man. Stop getting on social media uh, and just everybody at each other's necks. And uh, and let's just trust in a vision with our head coach, and let's, let's trust the process. Uh, this is a marathon, not a sprint, okay? It's a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, it's it's not going to happen in one year, all right? Um, it's going to take time. So uh, that's where I'm at right now, Dustin. Uh, like I said, still feeling last Saturday because I felt like we had opportunities all across the field to win that football game or at least uh, be a little closer than we were uh, late in that fourth quarter. Uh, but, man, there's a new opportunity ahead, like I said, Saturday, and, and we could make a statement at home against the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, you definitely got an opportunity to make a big statement. So, Hugh gets his first loss Saturday, and uh, all eyes were kind of on the podium. I know that I was definitely looking forward to see, okay, how does he handle the loss? And if you're on social media, then you know uh, Hugh kind of lit it up, man. This uh, mm-hmm. this press conference definitely – people took it one or two ways, and we got a little bit of disagreements here amongst the network, as some people think it's – well, I don't think any of us think it's a big deal, but – we took some of it that we, we interpreted a little bit uh, differently. And our guy, B-Will, going to hop in here with us, man, and, and uh, join us tonight. Tell us kind of his thoughts on 
what all Hugh said. And uh, before we get into this, man, because uh, I'm going to be more, lean more onto, I guess you would say, the negative side of this t- conversation, because I, I really didn't like much anything that came out of his mouth. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, it's not a big deal. Like, if Hugh Freeze continue, does what I think he's going to do at Auburn, mm-hmm. then this press conference will mean nothing in the grand scheme of things, okay? So right. I want to put that disclaimer out there right now. If he wins Saturday, we'll never hear or talk about anything that was talked about Tuesday again. If right. we lose close and then pull a nine car, flip a big-time receiver from Georgia, I think mm-hmm. you should sit back and say, eh, this thing's still moving in the right direction. So mm-hmm. before we get into all this and before I say I didn't like this, I didn't like this, I didn't like this, understand that my there's only one comment here, and I'll play the clip, that I, that actually has me concerned. The rest of it, 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 it's whatever, man. Like it's not, it's not a big deal. This isn't freak out mode. I just some things here that I didn't really like, necessarily like the messaging. Um, before we get into that, B Will, how are you tonight, buddy? I'm doing all right, man. Glad to be here talking ball and program with y'all. I wish it was just ball, but we got to talk program wide reception right now. But still glad to be talking with you. All right, so look, guys, I'm gonna go ahead and play the clip for the one that uh just didn't. I wasn't a big fan of this one. Okay. This is head coach Hugh Freeze yesterday. Boy, this is uh, this is something I'm struggling with. That's all I probably need to say. <laughs> uh, it's not that I don't have. It's just a, it's it's this is new for me, and um, I'm afraid it when 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 I get uh, um, if if I did try to get too involved that it could cause confusion with. Um, terminology um um but obviously they're going through the game plan with me um i mean i'm i don't i go through the game plan with both sides and special teams and and so again i thought the game plan was solid last week um and so again some of it is uh, but it's but it's a struggle for me and i've i've confessed that to everybody in the building um where that that ultimately leads to let's see how how the year unfolds but it's uh you know i'm confident that i I, i'm going to be more involved um but it's still difficult when it's it's kind of not your your terminology and it's kind of hard to make you know a lot of adjustments right on the fly on the on the sideline and so anyway uh, i think monty and and them are doing a great job right now of 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 trying to correct the issues that we all see and um let's see how how these weeks progress but um we were together a lot last night a lot this morning and we'll be this afternoon um making sure now look you still got to block them and you still got to go win a one-on-one. And that's easier said than done right now with the talent level that, that we're facing with a, a Georgia or an LSU in particular that are coming up the next two and even A&M. But I will say I thought we won some one-on-ones and just didn't get the 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 completion for whatever reason, pressure or didn't understand – the progression properly or um, and all of that we have to get corrected as coaches okay and i should have said before that the question was 
basically asking him uh, the kind of the, the what is a perceived seems like at this point a tug of war kind of between him and Philip Montgomery. How exactly is that working? The play calling, the terminology, all that stuff that you spoke on. So that was kind of the question there. Was just what exactly? How is this whole melting pot, I guess, of ideas between Hugh and Philip Montgomery is going? And I got told Blake before we start recording, be well. Here's my issue with it. I think that there are a handful of elite play callers in college football. I think there are a handful of elite offensive minds in college football. I, I don't think they're easy to find. Mm-hmm. I think that Hugh Freeze is one of them. So my thing is, is that when you have somebody who I think very, very highly of in regards of just his overall offensive system and his ability to call games, man, I watched him go into Arkansas with a four-string quarterback at Liberty last year and just do the right things in the game to win it. I've watched that game three times this summer. Some of the things he did were brilliant, the way he managed the game. He had them guessing by halftime. He had, he had them just there on their back feet, man. They had no idea what was going on. He was killing them with far less superior talent. And I spoke on this Sunday. If you look at Hugh Freeze's offenses throughout his career, why, does this, why is this one the most dysfunctional, disorganized-looking one? Because it seems like, from what we can tell, it's the one that he's the least involved in. And he said he's struggling with it right there. And I, I gave this example to somebody yesterday. I'm a plumber, right? So you have a foreman, you have a, a crew leader or whatever, and then you have some helpers underneath them. If we go to a job and the pipe is leaking, right? And the crew leader sits there and he says, okay, I want my helper to learn. That makes sense. If it's not a bad leak, go down there, try to figure it out. But at some point, if that water keeps leaking on that floor and it starts getting into that bedroom and now that carpet's getting wet, that homeowner don't give a damn about you learning, a.k.a. the people that are going to pay $300 to sit in this Georgia game Saturday. I don't really care about all that. So with expectations in mind, okay, everybody that's reasonable said six and six, the floor, eight and eight, kind of the ceiling. That's, you know, I haven't, I didn't really see anybody before the season go too far out as far as realistic minded people, right? I'm not talking about burners on Twitter or whatever, but be will. My problem with the whole thing is just like, at this point, I think Hugh needs to step in. And I I do understand the terminology part. And maybe we have to get to the bye week and maybe he's not trying to throw Philip under the bus. I I, I take all those things into consideration. And like I said, beforehand, this is not a freak out mode, but I, but I put a pin in this one and I, and I put her and I say, I didn't like that. I didn't like that one at all. Be will. You didn't like that one at all. I, no, uh, I mean, <laughs> get in there, get in there and fix it because we already saw yeah. it on the road at Cal. At this point, I need you to hop in here and, and figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I understand that objection to what he said probably better than most complaints I've heard to this point. And I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think um, it was Ike who on the morning drop this morning, who, or it may have been yesterday morning, I'm not sure. He said, no, it was this morning. He said, there's two things that are, are you you said something, Hugh, but you kind of ate your own lunch here because mm-hmm. you you either lied or you weren't thinking about it. You're trying to protect somebody, like you said. And one of those things was, well, I wish we had run more RPO. Zero. We didn't said. do enough of that. But mm-hmm. he also said, well, they're checking with me with all the game plans. Well, well <laughs> which is it now? Because come on now, you you getting you're clearing everything that that's yeah that's okay that's our plan that's what we want to do for this game, mm-hmm. but you also said hey why aren't we doing more RPO? Now we know that he has a hand in 
stepping in to call live plays if he wants to call live plays because he said he did it for Cal. Um, again, we, we talked about this on our show, but he said that Jake Thornton has suggested a play during the Cal game. He said, we, we thought it would work, but I just went ahead and suggested this play to Fairweather. So if everybody's going to get a say in here, then I don't think that that is what uh, you have the authority to come in here and say, call this right now. Make sure this is what they run. If you wished they had run more RPO, you don't have to just wish it. You can make it so. And as the authoritative figure here, you figure with how the offense wasn't moving, that that could have been a part of the game plan. So I'm with you there. That that message is, is muddy at best. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, this, it, it, was, it was strange. We didn't see much RPO. I haven't looked at watched the film yet from Ike, so I haven't seen – well, maybe this one was RPO. It just didn't look like it, or the rush came so quick that we didn't actually think it was an RPO, but it was. I'm going to wait until I look at that to say, well, we definitely never ran any, or we ran a couple, and they just didn't run well because there's a difference there. But I'm with you, Dustin. I thought it was strange that uh, we didn't see what appeared to be too many RPO formations. Um, yeah, Todd gets in the chat and says that, uh, he said we didn't pass from the RPO. I thought he said we didn't run it at all. I'll go back and I'll go yeah, back and I thought he to said we didn't run it at all. Yeah. But I don't mind going back to listen to clarify either. So yeah, sure. I do understand your objection there. If you believe that Hugh Freeze is one of those offensive minds. I do. And I do. But he's also said very clearly the reason he's passing this off to Philip Montgomery is because he needs to be in control of the whole operation. And that concentrating on just the offense and running it and calling it takes away from his ability to do that. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? I don't know if, if you're the master plumber to your example, if you're the master plumber and you come out here and you say, hey, I want you to learn this. But not only will somebody say, hey, well, this is too too big for your apprentice. Why don't you do it? All right. But now the office is calling you about some invoices that didn't get sent off. So what are you going to stop doing to pick up the hands on work? Because you can't stop answering calls about invoices. You can't stop. Hey, they don't know what what fitting they need for this. What do they need for this? You know better than everybody. You're going to tell somebody. I could, but I'm up to my my elbows in in you know what comes out of pipes when stuff's messed up right now. So what at what what thing do we want him to put down to pick up play calling? I guess is what I'm saying. And I'm not even saying I disagree with you, but if he thinks there's a big enough job that he needs to put that down in favor of recruiting as hard as he is, which has been going really well, mm-hmm. then what does he put what does he put down in order to pick up play calling? I don't know. Like, I, don't, I really I don't know. I don't know. I'm not even saying I disagree because mm-hmm. he picked up the plays and got us a touchdown in a couple of plays <laughs> at Cal. And now we're like, hey, all right, let's just hand it back over to the other guy. And we're like, hey, man, why, why don't you not hand it over to the other guy? Why don't you pick the playbook back up <laughs> and dial us up some more TDs, uh, Hugh? Because that, that worked out pretty good. But like you said before, do you you don't want to throw these these grown men who are working for you under the bus. Yeah. Because I think it probably takes some humility for a Philip Montgomery to be a head coach and to mm. come back down to work underneath one of your contemporaries. Like mm. he's you. This is not just, hey, this is somebody who's been at the top of his game forever. And I'm coming up underneath him like Chad Moore is working for Gus makes sense. Like that relationship was what it was. Chad Morris was one of Gus's, you know, uh, offshoots of the branch of his coaching tree. And the same thing for Rhett Lashley, right? But at some point, like, Philip Montgomery is more of a, like, a peer 
of Hugh Freeze. And we think that that shouldn't make a difference, but I think it probably does at some point. So you get a guy to come in and work for you. You say, I, I trust you. I respect your ability. Do you say, well, listen, man, Phil, um, nah, man, give me that playbook. You ain't got it. Because now you're starting to damage relationships that I don't know if you can undo that. And if you really wanted to preserve the dynamic you have where you can do all this recruiting, well, what happens if you burn your OC? And now he says, man, screw this. Now that relationship's damaged. That can't be good for the players either because what does it look like on game day when everybody who's got on the headset hears you saying, nah, man, don't worry about it. I got it. Philip, just, just lay back for a minute. I think it's, it's probably more – it's more of a delicate situation than, than, than we want it to be is, is all it is. I'm not even saying it's not a decision he needs to make. I don't, th- I don't think it's a decision that's easy for him to make is what I think is going on with that. But mm-hmm. Um, B. Will Jackson made a, a, a good point uh, over here in the comments. He said, why does every coach get to Auburn and decide to switch up what made them successful? Do you, do you feel like Hugh is doing that right now? <laughs> Jackson. I it. like that, Jackson. Oh, man. Well, Hugh's in a unique situation where when he was at Ole Miss – he did a lot to recruit and try to stay competitive. A lot. He did too much to try to re- <laughs> recruit and stay competitive, all right? And that's aside from the moral failings, personally. He knew how important recruiting was. And all he got was a handful of elite recruits. Mm-hmm. And he beat Nick Saban twice, back-to-back years. Still, nobody in this conference has done that outside of Hugh Freeze. Mississippi, Oh, Miss wasn't even loaded with talent. They were just average with a handful of of really good recruits he knows how important it is to recruit he was out of the conference he got back in the conference and i think he knows that the key to getting to the level that he wants to be at and we want to be at is recruiting in this case because he cited recruiting as part of the biggest reason he's giving up play calling along with he doesn't want people who know his offense to have a kind of a key on on what he calls stuff and all that stuff I think that's a really good reason. The question is, is it worth it? Mm -hmm. Is it worth him putting down offense or at least primary offensive play calling responsibilities to pick up recruiting? I don't think anybody's going to argue with the recruiting results so far. No, of course not. So this is the best recruiting Auburn has done. Maybe if if this class holds, this would be the best recruiting. It might not be the best class by grade because we got some that we got to fill out. And we have some needs that I think need to be filled in. But we haven't gotten a combination of receivers that look like this. Yeah. Maybe ever. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know what you what what do we expect? And I'm 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 posing that as a question to all of us. Like, if you have to have Hugh the recruiter or Hugh the play caller, which do you choose? Man, I'm choosing the recruiter right now. Like I mean, I, I, in, the, in the position that we're in right now, and, and that's that's one thing, B-Will, that I'm kind of looking at is I was telling Dustin the other day, I don't want to say that Hugh's sitting there saying that this season's a wash. Right. But I get the feeling that he's kind of sitting up on the podium and he's saying, hey, we're not going to be good this year. I'm sorry. Like, there's things that we got to do to get to a competitive Southeastern Conference football team. And I think he's just kind of sitting here and he's like, hey, I care more about recruiting right now. And it's just if we go six and six this year, you might be pissed off at me, but 
you're going to have to live with it because there's brighter days ahead. Okay, so so to that point, Blake, here's my issue with that. And and I think everybody knows how much I value recruiting. For one, he said he said when he came in, he touted how highly he can turn a program around. Those were the words that came out of his mouth. He said how quickly. I, yeah. Right. He said, look, I can do this fast. Okay. Um and again, and I'm not I'm not expecting nine and three this year. We predicted eight and four and admitted this is a sunshine pump. So there wasn't there's not unrealistic expectations here, but there's that part of it. And then to get into the second part of this that I wanted to make was that – and uh, Mike G touched on this this morning. He said he actually heard from some players. The players don't like the messaging the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And I can't blame them because if my coach kept talking like that, I'd say, well, hey, man, what about me? We want to win the game Saturday. And the message that you're putting out, to the point you made, Blake, was kind of it's a wash. What do you want me to do? I don't have the guys. Well, some of these guys are going to be on the team next year. And like the, what what I say on the post game show would be well, it's not about losing for me. It's not about losing for me this year. I'm not even mad that we lost Saturday because I know why Auburn has played AM three straight years and scored on offense one time. Mm. It's because that they have blue chips up front and we have two stars. I get mm. it. But cleaning up the penalties looking like you're going in a certain direction. 56 passing yards does not look like us. Like, no, that's not it. And again, this isn't freak out mode. The point I'm making about the messaging is it's not about losing, man. It just has, I want to see a plan. I want to see it looks like it's getting better. And right now there's, we have no idea what the game plan on offense is. There's no identity. And I, I don't like, I, I would feel a lot better if it was like, okay, we're at least trying to do this. We know that going forward, hey, we don't have the guys to run the RPO Hugh Free system, but going forward, we will. But right now, we're establishing that. That's my mm-hmm. problem with it. I don't think we're establishing it right now, and I don't think that the messaging is fair to the players on the current team. I want to say something real quick about, um, you know, I, I've kind of, I've kind of said that not a wash, but if we get to six and six, I'll be happy. After, after what I watched Saturday. And then I got on Instagram and um, I see players commenting underneath Bo Nix's Instagram post and they're saying, I miss you. Um, man, the locker room, it might be more than, it might be more than you freeze in uh, the locker room issues. Like, look, have you ever been on a job and somebody come in and they buy the company out and you get a new boss, he don't like you. All right. Like, like he's coming in and he's saying, Hey, you're not a part of my vision. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to, I'm going to fire you. All right. And I'm going to bring in my people. And that's probably how the players feel. Like, I mean, honestly, that's probably how some of them feel. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But when I, when I see that and I see players like commenting under, Bo's thing, like miss you and all that. Like, dude, I was like, what? Like, what is going on? You know? And I mean, I get that Bo's balling out up there, but you know, I mean, I'm sure Robbie sees it on Instagram. I don't think Peyton Thorne has. I think he deactivated all his accounts, but be smart. I'm, yeah, I mean, come on, like th- something's going on there. Like, we're not clicking on all cylinders. Um, I just think. We have to be patient, man. Like I always say, 
you know, I know NIL and the transfer portal is here, uh, but we were in such a dark place with Brian Harson, And, like, people might get mad at Hugh for saying it, but it's the truth. We don't have the players. Like, we, we don't. Not right now. We don't. We can we can stay competitive for three quarters, but at the end of the day, man, we do not have those dudes to consistently go out there and get it done. And I know it sucks to hear, but I love hearing it rather than hearing, well, we just got to execute. Like, I don't want to hear that anymore, you know? And it's just it, – it's aggravating. Losing sucks. Uh, it, it's painful to not throw for 100 yards, mm-hmm. but – I mean, you know, and and this dude, man, I was I, I like me and Dustin were talking before you got on, B. Will. How do you play in a Peach Bowl against a pit defense that was top ranked in the country that year, uh, and you're throwing dimes all over the field, uh, and you throw for thirty touchdowns, and you throw for three thousand yards, and you do all of these great things? You don't look scared playing Michigan. And then you come here, and you're like a deer in headlights. Does he not trust his O line? Does he not trust his receivers? Like, what's going on? I, I'm I'm lost. Yeah. When I'm the more I look at it, and the more I think about it, guys, I I don't think he trusts the receivers. And this is part of I don't know. A lot of people might not like this about Hugh Freeze, and I admit um, to the point that that Mike and Ike made this morning. And this is this was actually the point right here. He said that the, the kids don't like hearing that. Oh, uh, well, you know, we got to get somebody out there. They're loafing like they're not they're not playing to my standard. Oh, yeah. Well, they ran the wrong route. And it's definitely more than you would hear from normal coaches. Right. Like, do we how many coaches get up there and be like, oh, yeah, man, he whiffed on that. Yeah, he messed that up because we could see it's not like he's not saying numbers and names, but we see the plays that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. We definitely see it, so we know who's messing up. I mean, there's no question when we're talking about quarterback play, right? You saw missing wide open receivers, which is what he said in the presser. Hey, we all saw it, so there's no doubt that a lot of the performance issues were on Peyton Thorne. But Hugh Freeze has complained about the wide receivers longer than any other position group. That's true. Mm-hmm. That leads me to believe that there is a lot not happening correctly from them, and how would we expect the quarterbacks to trust wide receivers who apparently don't run the right route, don't make the right uh, read, don't run to the right depth, aren't going to come out of their breaks on time? Well, listen, if you can't do any of that as the quarterback, why would you trust those wide receivers? Now, we again, you've seen Peyton Thorne play better. That's why when everybody was saying, oh, he's playing scared, I'm like, listen, man, Michigan's defense is better than any defense we played the last three years besides Georgia. That If you're not going to play scared against Michigan, you know how to play football without playing scared. Mm. What it looks like is a lack of confidence in the wide receivers, in the protection, yep. and maybe even somewhat the game plan. That's what it looks like, but this is what it looks like. If, if anybody has watched the New York Jets play football <laughs> the last few weeks, and you've watched Zach Wilson, it looks like the same thing. Yeah, it looks like the same thing. The wide receivers don't trust him to get them the ball. He doesn't look like he even has any idea what to do with the ball at times. And he, as soon as he thinks he feels pressure, he's bailing. He's throwing the wrong. 
It's terrible, but that's what it looks like when everybody's not on the same page. Part of what was going to happen this year, no matter what, was a brand-new quarterback for a brand-new offensive system, a brand-new offensive line, and brand-new receivers. I think we might have gotten ahead of ourselves. That's No, I don't think ahead of ourselves is the wrong word. I think we all expected, because of Hugh Freeze's reputation and his history with offense, that he would be able to get all pieces on the same page mm-hmm. faster than it might take an under a different coach that wasn't an offensive coach. But to your point, Dustin, maybe because he's not the person steering the ship specifically, it is taking longer. And we are looking at a five, six, seven week type project thing because Peyton Thorne has played better than we've seen him play at Auburn so far. And if you're looking for, well, why is he sticking with them? If I'm Hugh Freeze, I'm like, I've seen you do this before. So it's not like it was with a uh, like a TJ Finley and everybody's like, OK, maybe he can play, but he's turning the ball over. And a lot of people are like, man, he can't do it. Get him out of here. Brian Harson had to have seen something to make him the starter. And now we're kind of seeing some of it when he's at Texas State. Right. It's not clicking for you because stuff here wasn't working. The offensive line did not support yeah. good quarterback play last year. So yeah, start getting blue chips up front, people. I mean, that's that's the key. Right. But yeah. what could he do? coming from the first portal window and second portal window for the offensive line did the best he could he did the best he could so if this is what we're sticking with then he has to make the best out of the pieces that he gathered in a very short amount of time and i'm with y'all i think we all know it can be better than what it was on saturday how quickly the only thing that hugh freeze is in charge of is in control of now is i have to pick the right guy to send out there did he do that initially I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if you put holding out there from the moment that fall camp starts as number one. Does he look better? I don't know. If Robbie gets the nod as soon as fall camp starts, two scrimmages, Robbie's a starter. We're going to ride with them. Four games in, does he look better? I don't know. What I'm telling you is it can't be worse than what we saw on Saturday. <laughs> Look, Dustin, I I know we talked about this, but I can't remember what quarter it was in, but where I figured some things were majorly wrong uh, was we had the ball, we were moving inside of Texas A&M's territory, and they decided to bring the nickel on a blitz. Mm -hmm. And I believe it was Jay Fair, it could have been VAR, but he was screaming at Peyton. He was like, here he comes. He was pointing at him. Here he comes. Here he comes. And Peyton just looks, snaps the ball. Yeah. Sacked. All right. Yeah. So he didn't walk to the line. He didn't slide protection. He didn't change out of the play. Nothing like that. He just looked at it and said, okay. He didn't even get the ball out quick to a check down. Nothing. Right. He just took the sack. And I'm sitting there going, all right, so where there's no trust there. There, there's something's wrong because you had a, you had your slot receiver looking at you saying, Hey, he's coming. And you did nothing about it. Yeah. Something's wrong. And, and at this point, like the comments are saying right now, man, uh, Thorne doesn't deserve another chance. And hmm. I, I wouldn't be mad at it. Yeah. 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 All right. Be well, appreciate you joining us tonight, man. We know you got to get out of here. Tell everybody where they can find you, buddy. Y'all can find me right here on the screen uh, at TWR underscore B. Will you can find us at the war report anywhere on YouTube. Listen, we're going to be 
taking this up in full tomorrow night on the uh, the midweek rapport for sure we're gonna get into it gonna react to some of the stuff we watched on film for mike because he broke down in two pieces we watched the film so head on over to the war rapport and check us out there tomorrow night to get another full edition of this conversation because there's plenty to talk about yes sir all right thank you for joining us buddy we're all at you soon appreciate y'all yes sir Blake, uh, I'm going to hop over here and get some of these comments real quick, buddy. Yeah, if man. you want to uh, go to, to the, through the banners real quick and kind of put your grades up before we hop over yeah. there. Yeah. All right. I had some start up here. Our guy Jackson Hall says, I also don't understand he is in all the meetings anyway. If he calls plays during the game, it's going to take zero time away from recruiting. Y'all can't call recruits during the game. Yeah, I think the, the, this was kind of something I was thinking about too. I was like, well, we are at like, we're already at 18, 19 commitments, whatever it is. So how much effort does go into recruiting during the season? Now I completely understand saying that recruiting never stops. Like you saw right now, I don't know if you saw uh Jalua Solomon's post today saying it ain't over and all the South Carolina fans are getting back in there. And you see just right here, we got Nycar, the, uh, the big time four-star wide receiver decommitted from Georgia this weekend is coming to Auburn this weekend. Everybody feels pretty good about that. Usually that's a good sign. Um, and then the, the 25 guys, by the time that you roll into the end of this season, you want to have a handful, a good amount of your 2025 class. So the recruiting does never stop. So that's why I'm not like going super hard on you. And that's why I said before we started, Hey man, I get that this is, there's nothing like you'll never hear me complain about how much money a college football coach is getting paid because uh they're really earning that paycheck man like all the stuff that goes into it it is so but yeah to your point like during the game yeah so the terminology part is kind of the part that i guess goes into this question jackson and it would be why is Hughes' terminology so much different than phillips that he can't hop in during the game um i don't know we're four games in here we'll see how this goes you know back when hugh got hired and said he was thinking about giving over play call and it we kind of raised an eyebrow and and here you are. So uh, it's just something to keep an eye on. I will say this before we get off of this topic. Hugh Freeze is competitive. Hugh Freeze wants to win. If this continues down this road, if the offense continues to look like that, you will see changes. Now, how much you, how much can happen in the middle of this season? Probably not a whole lot. You're already kind of you've already done what you've done, establishing or excuse me, installing a system. But I bet you, if it looks like crap all year, you won't see it next year. You won't see him try. I guarantee you, if it looks like crap for the rest of the year, Hugh takes back over next year. So, uh, as frustrating as it is all right now, Hugh is so competitive, man. And uh, I think that you could tell in this press conference, he with, with some of the quotes, like I'm struggling, and some of the things he said, man. That um, I think there's some there's some tension there. And I'm not saying it's bad tension. I'm not saying that him and Philip are at each other's throat or anything like that. I, I didn't want to give off that impression. Just that uh, there's there's some tug of war. Maybe they're still trying to figure it out. I guess the best way to say it is it's obviously not going as smoothly as those guys planned. Let's see what else. Uh, a lot of y'all saying, hey, man, look. Uh, Teresa says, except Harson did not deserve the money. No, no, he did not. That is an exception uh, for sure. I've never seen nobody come in and just cash out like that. But, mm -hmm. you know. Good for him, man. 15. He, he posted on Twitter or Instagram or whatever. Harson says something along the lines of uh, it doesn't pay to be a it pays to be a winner or something. I was like, hey, it pays fifteen point three million dollars to be a loser, too. Uh, Jackson Hall or James Barnett says, fellas, do you think Coach Hugh Freeze is quietly calling out the position coaches? If I heard what Hugh Freeze said as a position coach, I would get my guys together and say, let's go show him. Am I off on that? I don't think you're off on that, James. Um 
I think everybody, like I, uh, you know, I would imagine that there's been a lot of meetings with Marcus Davis and Hugh Freeze where he said, Hey man, you know, what's, what's the deal here, but I'm just going to be honest with you guys when it comes to receivers and we'll get into these grades. Um, me and Blake have gone and seen just about everybody that's a wide receiver committed to this class. The only guy we haven't gone and seen is Malcolm Simmons and, uh, Cam Coleman, it seems like he's out in the boat now canceling his visit. I think a lot of it has to do with Nye Simpson. But I've seen Cam Coleman up close, as uh, you know, as well. So seeing all these five-star elite receivers uh, that are either talking to Auburn or committed to Auburn, and I'm just telling you, man, like, they're different. There's no Perry Thompsons on this team right now. There's no Bryce Canes on this team right now. Mm-hmm. They're just not. And you can see that up close when you watch them play. You say, oh, we don't have guys like that. So – as far as the wide receiver room goes, man, I think they did the best they could. But, like, are we surprised, like I said before, that a guy from Jackson State hasn't necessarily reached the expectations that we th- you know, that we had for him? Like, oh, these things don't – you know, it is what it is, man. What you got? Pull it up. <laughs> uh, Janora said, guys, we need to bench uh, Peyton Thorne and Devin said. <laughs> Devin said, well, we aren't. He's starting on Saturday. Um, yeah. Yeah, poor Peyton Thorne. But, hey, man, like, it's the life of the SEC. And this is the point that I always made when people were like, Auburn fans ran Bo Nix off. Well, Bo Nix has always said he wants to be an NFL quarterback. So, you know, B-Will talking about Zach Wilson and the Jets. Zach Wilson getting lit up by Jets fans right now. And is it nice? Is it fair? Is it all those things? No. Can any of those people that are talking crap about him, can they play football as good as Zach Wilson? No. He's the quarterback of the Jets, man. Hey, you're getting paid money to play now, so yeah, you got to be able to take a little bit of criticism. And hear me when I tell you this: Peyton Thorne getting paid a little bit of money too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, not not six to twelve money either. All right, uh, look, guys, what you got? There was a meme. <laughs> there was a meme that said he needed to turn that truck back in. Ooh, yeah. I mean, it, again, man, and it's it's we're gonna get into grades here, but to the point of just like like your opening monologue about everybody relaxing. It's it's you lost and you lost. It's the SEC and you lost, and this is it's just the beast. It's not right. You say it all the time. Fans tour for fanatical. Yep. This is just the beast that is the SEC, man. We are like we are the Auburn fans. We are crazy. All right, we're gonna start at the defensive line. So look, guys, we're gonna grab these grades. Four games in, we figured one through uh, one third of the way through the season. Unfortunately, we waited all summer and flying by, bro. Yep. Um, but uh, so we're, we're sitting here at three and one. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna start at defense. And uh, we'll work our way to offense, obviously. And then uh, to wrap it up, we'll go to offense, special teams, and defense and give overall grades and uh, just kind of how we think that those units are functioning overall as well. And, and obviously, guys, don't be scared to get yours in here. Defensive line. Blake, I went C-plus, and I'll tell you why I went C-plus through our first four here. Uh, because I think that, obviously, we're down in the SEC when it comes to pressure from the D-line. We really struggle to get pressure uh, with just a four-man rush. You know, we always have to bring somebody extra. Um, all that being said, I thought we would have been getting gashed for more than what we've got gashed. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple of big runs in that AM game where I said, oh, buddy, here it goes. The dam's about to break. And it hasn't broke. And mm-hmm. we had a running back week two and Jay Knott that talked a whole lot of trash. And the defensive line said no. And I know that some of those guys, like a, uh, a Jason Jones, are busted up. And they're going out there and they're still playing their ass off. So I think that we're thin at defensive line. I think that their performance hasn't been the best, but it's been better than what I expected. 
this was like this and wide receiver, or uh, this and linebacker were my big concerns coming into the season, and uh, they have been better than what I thought. And with the lack of depth at that uh, unit right there, I think that C plus is a fair grade, and I think that they're not great, but they're obviously they're not they're not the the weak link that I thought they would be. I completely agree, Dustin. Uh, I'm right there with you, man. That that's. The biggest thing to me is not being able to get pressure with four. Uh, there was multiple times in the A&M game uh, where it was second and 11, second and 14, and we were looking to just get pressure with four, and we couldn't. And they would bust us for eight or 10 or, hell, one time I think it was second and 13, and they picked up all 13. So, uh, you know, that that's my, that's my knock. But I am proud of them boys up on that D-line for stopping that run because they were catching a lot of heat in the offseason, and that was the big concern coming out of fall camp was uh, – coming out of A-Day and fall camp was we can't stop the run. And for the most part, they have held their own. So I am I am proud of them for that. <laughs> i hear i hear you brother look all right we don't uh we don't have any defensive line grades in here y'all still talking about quarterback all right linebacker uh again first off shout out to josh aldridge bro like he yeah. is getting the most out of this room obviously the the jump that eugene asante has made incredible uh i think that he's getting the best out of guys like larry nixon i yep. just think again like the defensive line a room that lacks depth a room that they kind of had to throw together. So a good evaluation on Larry Nixon. And Austin Keys gets hurt right out the gate. You yep. lose uh, Tolan before the season. So right there, there's two guys that you acquired in the offseason that you were thinking were going to be big-time contributors. By by week two, they're not. And obviously, Tolan didn't even get to week one. Um, so I think it's been a good job. I think that Josh has done a good job coaching these guys. And what, what really excites me about that, Blake, is the guys he's got coming in. Clay, uh, Clay Chalkville, DJ Barber School, will be on TV, ESPN2, I believe, Friday night. Check mm-hmm. that out. That kid can play some damn football. And I'm excited for what we're getting out of the bodies that we have in the room currently. So I'm really excited. I think Josh Aldridge right now probably done the uh, the, the most excited I am for a position coach. Uh, so I'm going to give him a B because I think that there's not a lot of depth there. I think some guys have had to kind of step up. And I think some guys have had to play a lot of reps. And Eugene gets an A. Right, like Eugene's killing. Yeah. yeah, Eugene Eugene is pulling pulling this grade up pretty high his damn self. But I'm gonna go blee here. B here. Yeah, I went B minus just because of the injuries and uh we're still we're still running ourselves out of place sometimes, man. And and uh you know, I, I don't wanna say any names, but uh it's happening. It is happening. So uh, that is my only concern with the linebacker group, but like I said, I, I can't really, I can't really down the group much because they've played much better than what they were uh, expected to play. And Larry Nixon was a hell of a pickup. Um, I'm laughing at these comments over here. Yeah, um, Jackson getting on me. I knew, I knew this one right here was coming. I knew. I missed. I, this was a bold prediction, though. This was a bold prediction. Yeah. This was literally under bold prediction, so I don't want to hear it, Jackson. Yeah. Um he ain't getting seven. I said seventy. Jackson also said Wesley Steiner, I'll say it. All right. I I didn't say it, so Jackson said it for us. Um yeah. But I, I am I am proud of those dudes, man. Especially like you mentioned, being shorthanded. Uh I thought they have stepped up uh and played really well. Yes, sir. 
DB, the uh, the room that we were all expecting to be the top room on the defensive uh, side of the ball this year. They haven't disappointed. We've had some bot. What is storming where I'm at right now? Uh, <laughs> it's coming down, bro. If I lose power, I'll be back. Um, Simp, unbelievable. Uh, some young guy, dude. Listen, he's only played in the really the Sanford game and the uh, UMass Week One game. But Champ Anthony, I love the young guys. I won't get. I won't just start loving on Ter- all these young guys. I love the young guys in that secondary. K and Lee, like I can't show enough love to K and Lee. I'm going to give K and Lee a freaking A plus on his start to his Auburn career, uh, stepping in right away. And still, JD's got to play one game and he looked great. We got to mm-hmm. get JD healthy. We got to get Nehemiah going. Um, so we're not even healthy back there. I mean, it's, everybody's dropped, right? Keontae's gone. Donovan dropped to, to the turf three or four times. A very banged-up unit, and they continue to uh, step up and show out. They've been everything that we expected. The only reason I'm going B-plus is because we haven't been able to tackle in, in open space. Yeah, come on, DJ. Come on, man. Uh, yeah. We, we got to get better there. We got to get better, man. A&M popped us a couple times for some big plays because we just simply uh, weren't looking at what we were hitting. So uh, we, we got to wrap up, man. We got to we got to make for sure tackles in open space. All right, we got a before we get to offensive side. James has a defensive question. Justin or Blake, do you think we got our defensive guys that are out there right now by the end of the season? Do you think we? I'm not. I'm not sure. I understand that one. Do you, Blake? Do you think we get our defensive guys that are out there right now by the end of the season? Oh, that are out, injured, out. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, Keontae, no. Yeah, yeah, that's a while. Maybe, maybe Austin Keys comes back from the phone. Um, and what's the record? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and, and think of the medical too, right? Like, so let's say that we're let's say that like uh, I know this is you're asking about defenders. Well, let's use Keontae. Let's say Keontae is good to go by Arkansas or maybe New Mexico, you're really – at that point, you're really saying you're using them for the Iron Bowl. Um, do you want to burn a year of eligibility for a basic – say you're five and five coming into New Mexico. Yeah. Do you burn – you you think you can beat New Mexico, make the bowl game, that kind of thing. Do you burn the year of eligibility there? Like, I say no, right? Yeah. Uh, Demari Austin, if we get into week nine, week ten, and he hasn't come back yet, I unless you're just down a whole bunch of bodies – and to where you almost can't play the game type thing, I just – I don't know, man. I don't want I, I want to keep that eligibility if we can. Hey, where was Jeremiah Cobb at Saturday? Don't get me started. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll get accused of being a petite hater, right? <laughs> I just want to – I want I want Jeremiah Cobb on the field, man. And, look, Batee did great things. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not knocking that, but – Look, if we're going to spread the love, man, get the guy in the game. He is electric. Get him in the screen game. Dude, what happened to that? That's my biggest thing. Yeah, that's, is, that's, the, that's the biggest what thing. Happened, all, we heard, all we heard was coming in the season was they were going to throw short screens. They were going to get the short game going. And we hadn't seen none of it except on third and 25 to Rivaldo. I mean. Hey, hey look who's lurking. <laughs> Hey, brother! I promise you, I love Brian Batie. I've never, hey, I've never said I haven't. I love New Tiger Three though yeah, because hey, he he is in here every show, man. Hey, I stand, love stand by your guy and yeah. uh, stand by your guy, man. And to and to your point, New Tiger, he balled out Saturday. He was our offensive player of the game, and now with uh now with Austin out, he's got to get his love. And look, man, like I've just 
I went and saw Jeremiah in high school. Like I've seen it up close. It, it just looks different, right? Like I just think Jeremiah is a baller. It was never about take the ball out of uh, Batiste's hands, especially now. Now we need him. Uh, to your point about scre- uh, screen games, right? Quick game. Hit Batiste, dude. Bubble screens, that kind of stuff. He's definitely a weapon. I'm impressed with the way he ran in between the tackles Saturday. So, yeah, dude. Uh, uh, Fee see, I love him, bro. And uh, I just – it's a stacked room, new Tiger. It's a stacked room. Like, all them dudes are ballers. They are. But uh, you are correct. I did uh, I did doubt Batiste uh, more than I should have. And uh, Connie says, one clutch for top. All right, so y'all are all on offense now. Let's hop over here to offense. We'll go ahead and start with running back since that's where all the conversation is right now. I'm going to give them a B minus. The reason I'm going to give them a B minus is uh, not necessarily their fault, right? Like, I, I'm not a big fan, like I said, of how much we've rotated, guys. I think we need it's time to get 27 going. And if you would have told me that four weeks in, our uh, Cowboys numbers would have been this, I would have said, what's going on here? Jarquez is dynamic. We all know that. We got to see him. We got to see him start getting going, man, because – that's the way that we thought we were going to be in some of these games. We were like, okay, well, Jarquez will be will be keeping us in some of these games, and he can make the plays. We saw Jarquez make plays the first two years behind very bad offensive lines. I think this offensive line is upgraded from bad to mediocre. So, you know, but the fumbles, like the fumble issues versus Cal is kind of where I I go. Uh, there's just there's some mental mistakes being made by our running backs, and nobody's got established yet, and that's not all on them, but I'm giving them a B-. minus. I, I'm giving I'm giving them a B just because of the fumbling issues, man, and the turnovers. Um, but as far as is running the rock, man, these dudes are lethal, and I think we go away from running the ball. Uh, I think we went away from it Saturday. I think we went away from it Saturday, uh, and and I go back to that that toss play to Demari that got him hurt. What are we doing there? That is one play call that I just didn't agree with. I don't think the way you were flowing offensively and Brandon Frazier, I mean, buddy, you got blown up. All right. I, I just, I just, I don't like, I don't like the flow of the offense of the play calling, man. We're gashing them in between the tackles. And then we call that. Right. And then, then you put yourself behind the chains right there. Like, you're now now it's third and long, and now you got to throw the football, and we know that ain't working. So I, I didn't I didn't like that. Yeah. All right. Wide receiver, the much maligned wide receiver group. I went C minus because I originally wanted to go D minus, um, mm-hmm. but I'm going to give a break from this standpoint. Jay Fair is wide open, and the ball goes 15 yards over his head. Um. On the Peyton Thorne interception in the triple coverage for Sanford, Jair Shorter is wide open, and the ball gets thrown to the wrong spot. If we just spent 30 minutes opening the show, talked about the dysfunction on offense, right? So I have to account for that when I'm looking at all these grades, especially the wide receivers. It's just hard to put a grade on it. I'll say this. Be will alluded to some of the uh, some of the issues, right? Not Not being in the right spot loafing on your routes if you're not the one getting the ball, these kind of things. Um, I just don't think the bodies are there. I mean, I, I don't want to single some of these guys out, but there are some guys in this room that I thought that were going to be better than what they are. Some transfer portal guys and some guys that are coming into their second or third year, I thought they were going to take that next jump, and they get the opportunity, and they just drop balls on big third down opportunities. And, um, yeah, so I just – I'm. Bryce Kane, Perry Thompson, these guys, they got to get here, man. I just don't know if there's really that many dudes outside of the Jay Fairs, Amari Kellys, 
and, uh, you know, those kind of guys in that wide receiver room. But to be fair to them, because of how bad some of the offenses looked total, I'm going to go see minus. But this this grade could be lower. I'll be honest with you, man. We got to catch the damn football. Simple like, like look, we got we got VAR and J Fair right now. All right. There you go, Janoris. Oh, uh, hey, that ball, that ball in a 10-point game, Robbie put it there. All right. You gotta catch that ball. You gotta catch it. All right. He put it there for you to make a play, and that's that's what we saw in the offseason, right? We see the highlight video, the one-handed grab. Everybody's getting excited. You got to go make a play on the road and cut it to a three-point game, all right? You have to. Cam Cam Brown, I know, I know PT wasn't on his game, but third and long, he puts one on the money, and you drop it. I don't care if there's a man in your hip pocket. You got to catch the football. It's the it's the little things, man. It's the little things. And and like Jair Shorter. I mean, all I heard, all I heard was touchdown machine. All right, all right that's all I heard was he's got double di- a double digit TDs and he's gonna come in and be a red zone threat. I haven't seen any of it. All right. So. I'm looking for you to make a play late in the game, and Shane Hooks comes up empty-handed. That that set me back a little bit, man. That set me back a little bit because, it, it, look, all these people can criticize Robbie, and they can say, oh, well, he can't throw the foot. He put the football there. It's yeah, there for you to make a play. Yeah. You got to go up and make a play. You are 6'3", six, 6'4", six, six, all right? Go up, use your body, use your hands, Catch it out at its highest point. Go up and get it. Snatch it away. Do whatever you got to do. Fight for the football. I just didn't see. I didn't see anything there. You're in a ten point game with six minutes left, man. Oh, and 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 uh, who is it? Fairweather is the man. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah he's at, he's at tight end though. Uh, you know, I know they flex him out at receiver a, a good bit and all that, but. Uh, Fairweather's a dude. Uh, the only time he's not a dude is we run third and twenty-five screens to him. Uh, <laughs> look, man, that, that's. Oh, uh, I, uh, I know there's not a ton of plays for third and twenty-five. All right, I get it, I get it. But man, we got to be better than that. What are we doing? Running it to Rivaldo? If you're gonna run that play, dog, that's got to be to Amari Kelly, Var, or somebody. You can't run that play to Rivaldo. Um, New Tiger says that. Uh, let's see what we got here. Blake speaking facts. New Tiger says Fairweather needs to work the middle of the field. I agree with this. However, um, it was either Fromm or Fraser that had a was wide open up the middle of the field, and Peyton Thornbout got him killed. So, like, I hear you. I agree with you. I want to hey. see more. I think Fairweather's been thrown to nine times and has nine catches. So, like, I'm all for feeding him. I, I agree with you. He needs to be fed up the middle. Got to get him the damn ball. Uh, that, it's just. What's going on right now? Janora says, first time subscriber, Blake speaking facts. Hey, we appreciate you. Appreciate that. All right. Let's go on to the next one. Uh, we didn't, I didn't put tight ends in here, but if we want to talk about tight ends real quick, um, I don't I don't really have a grade for him, Blake. Like it's well, the blocking needs to get better. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'll give you okay, I'll give you one D. D. Yeah. They get a D. Yeah, the blocking needs to get better. Yeah, so speaking of blocking, offensive line, me and Blake, same page here. Listen, um, this is about recruiting. You just haven't recruited the guys. There's, there's just – it is what it is, man. I, I'm not going to get on this 
and beat this dead horse tonight. But you haven't recruited up front, specifically in the offensive line. You haven't recruited how you need to at offensive tackle for five freaking years. It's been ignored. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. I think Q did the best he could to get experienced college football players, and I think it's improved. I think last year's O-line was a D-minus to an F. And I think that C is good. I think they're doing the best that they can, and it's improved. I think they patched it up to, you know, with what they could do. It can be better. It seems like on a lot of these third and one, third and twos, these fourth and ones, we really don't get the push that we need. But um, they've been okay. They haven't been good. They haven't been bad, in my opinion. I went see Blake. Yeah. <laughs> New Tiger. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, we were getting – we were getting manhandled uh, against Texas A&M. But like we always say, hey, for all of you out there that don't believe that stars matter, guess what? They do. Okay. And this was a this was a reconstructed transfer portal offensive line. That's why I'm not going to bash them right. that much. You know, um, Gunnar Britton, you got to step up, brother. I, I got I to see you play better. All right. I got the penalties. It. The penalties were the most penalized offensive line in the SEC. And all of these guys, Blake, have started multiple games at offensive line before they got to Auburn. These are all guys that have experience. To be the most penalized team in the SEC for these guys, that's ridiculous. you got to cut it out. And Jake Thornton has got to get cut out. Got to get it together, man. Here from the War Report. Hey, we love those guys. Appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, Devin, the one positive is Georgia has been starting slow all year. Let's hope we take advantage. Devin, we've been starting pretty damn slow versus our two power five opponents so far ourselves. Starting slow versus Sanford, too, now that we think about it. So, well, here, here's the thing. Here's my thing with Georgia, though, is, is you're going to get Carson Beck. All right. He, he hasn't been to Jordan Hare Stadium, he hasn't really played in a hostile environment yet. And is is McConkey healthy? Is is Lad McConkey healthy? I, I'm not. I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure their their receivers are 100 percent healthy. I know Georgia's beat up. Um, they, they had a they had a walk on running the ball against uh, South Carolina the other day. All right, so uh, I know they're injured. They're beat up, um, and I'm not sure if they have that deep threat that can really blow the top off of it yet. Uh, and, and yeah, they have been starting slow. And I think that that's due to Carson Beck. Uh, they're trying to find him a rhythm, trying to get him going early and it just hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Uh, Rodney, this is a point that I made, uh, I believe on our post game shows uh, Saturday or Sunday or whatever. Um, yeah. This is, yes, this is exactly what I was saying. The swan gave him a C. I don't want to be too hard on them. Uh, they're from ECU. They're from Western Kentucky. They're from Tulsa. Like, I'm wishing them the best. This is their opportunity. I think that they have improved our offensive line. I think that we have gone up from last year. Uh, you just have to have realistic expectations for them. And I think that we all kind of got caught up in the preseason hype from the Auburn beat riders that were saying they're establishing they're establishing the run every single day in practice. And I'm not saying that they weren't, but uh, it hasn't translated to the game the way that it was hyped up in the beginning. Devin says, hey, you never know. I'll be the punch shot, sunshine pumper if need be. Devin, we need you because you are not going to like my score prediction come Friday, I promise. Agree with the penalties, but some seem to be bogus. Yeah, yeah, they were, especially on the Batie run. But uh, when you're the most penalized off the line in the SEC, you've earned that. You've earned that. And the, the, the third and ones and then getting the false starts, especially in the red zone, 
Um, I'm my TV might end up in the freaking road before the end of the season if, if that bullshit continues. I mean, it is driving me up a wall. I am tired of seeing it, but it anyways. All right, that's the offensive line. Let's go to we've done wide receivers, we've done running back, correct? Yep. Let's go to the fun one, Blake. Trying to get this comment off the screen right here. Shoot over there and pull up quarterbacks for me, brother. Let me pull this one off. Quarterbacks? Yeah, QB, man. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. All right. right. So, uh, I went D, and the only reason I didn't go F- minus was because I feel like they have not been put um, in the best positions. I think that the rotation has been pretty wonky, obviously. They're just uh, – I spoke on the first 30 minutes of this. I'm not a fan of what the – offensive system and the communication and the game plan and just all of it. I just think it is a big mess. So from that standpoint, I'm going to not give them an F, but when you have a wide open Jay fair on a wheel route, when you have a wide open Jarquez on a check, I'm not, you have anybody open on a check down, hit them. You know, me and you didn't like the opening, the opening script first a and but went back and watched the film that, with Ike, right? And from what I saw, that draw play was there. I'm not a big fan of running the draw play right out the gate with Peyton Thorne. Never will be. But there was at least five yards there if he just runs. And I don't want to be mean, but this is what it looks like. <sighs> Go! Go! We're playing football, brother. Playing football. Let's go. Playing football, guys. Pick it up. Pick it up. Six for 12. 56 yards. What 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 am I watching? Freshman football? Unacceptable. Regardless of where this program is. This is unacceptable. Unacceptable. Should should be an F, to be honest with you. Well, I'm giving it an F and I'll be honest with you. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say a bad word about Robbie, um, I, because I don't think he's been put in great opportunity. I don't think he's been put in, in fair positions. All right. All right. Oh, here you go. Hey, we're struggling. We can't get anything going. You go into the game. Hey, it's second and seventeen. All right, but go into the game. Oh, and then it's third and nine. Uh, you can't throw the ball, so come back out of the game, and we'll put Peyton Thorne back in there. This is an F. It's a disaster. The whole thing has been a disaster, all right? It, it's it's just there's nothing good about it. You're, you're not putting Robbie – you're not giving him a fair shot. I'll say it. You're not giving him a fair shot, all right? You're not. And for all the Auburn fans out there that say, oh, well, he can't throw – he can't do this. He put a ball on Shane Hooks' numbers the other day. All right. He did it. Uh, I get it. It's not always pretty. He overthrew. I can't remember who he overthrew uh, in the middle of the field down there when he first come in. Uh, but, yeah. Is that the one that they're saying is the receiver's fault? Because there's one of them they're saying that the safety came down and the receiver was supposed yeah. to go over the top and Robbie made the right read. It was the wrong read by the receiver. I'm not sure if that's the one that you're speaking yeah, about. Yeah. One of his incompletions, that was the case. Yeah, and so what I'm going to sit here and say is you keep putting him in trash situations. Fourth and two at Cal. Guess what? Everybody knows what you're running. All right? You're running the sweep. They know it. They know it. So how is he supposed to get better? And you just ain't giving him a shot. Is he the best at throwing the football? 
No, he's not. But has he made an, an improvement? I guess we'll never know. We're sitting here like Kanye. Like, we're sitting here like Kanye because you ain't letting him do it. Like, I just – the whole thing is, is a disaster, and everybody keeps riding – you know, I, I seen on social media this week on Twitter, everybody's like, oh, PT, PT, PT. Guys, this is Division I college football in the best conference in America, okay? And my buddy Jay Fair is wide open down the sideline. Guys, you can make fun of Jalen Milrow all you want to, but he makes that throw. He makes that throw. He does. I, I hate it for you. You might hate Alabama, but Jalen Milrow makes that throw. And our guy can't. And in this league, if you miss throws like that, you're going to lose, period. You're going to lose. When you walked out of Cal with that win, I was sitting there going, hey, look, I want a sunshine pump, and I love Auburn. But, Dustin, I told you if it's close, we're in trouble. In the space with Jeremy, I said, if we play Cal close, we're in trouble. So you think quarterback and – so here's my, here's, here's my big point to this, all right? Did you see how hard Peyton Thorne made it look against Cal? Go watch Michael Penix Jr. last Saturday night. Diced him, mm-hmm. all right? Cal's defense – Trash. Michael Penix Jr. was flicking that thing last Saturday night and made it look easy. So don't tell me that, that, that oh, he he keeps deserving chances and all this. It's not there, man. It's not. I don't care. If you want to go holding, go holding. Stick with him. Do something. But what you got going on right now, it ain't working. No. So I give it an F. I hear you. New Tiger says he heard the coaches' legends for wide receivers Monday for wrong routes and loafs. Wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, wouldn't sure. wouldn't wouldn't doubt it, man. And uh, I can tell you that we've heard as well some people have been getting laid. <laughs> uh, some people have been getting laid into. I will say this about this staff, bro: that there ain't no more just walking back to the sidelines. You ain't just walking past Hugh Freeze after you made a mistake. Yeah, that ain't that ain't happening. He'll snatch you up and let you know, hey, bro, this ain't this yep. ain't what it's supposed to That's be. How it should be. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's just it's just so much different, Blake, than what we've seen. That's a fact. All right, so we're going to go over here. We're going to do our special teams, offense, and defense. Final grades on that before we get out of here. First off, guys, y'all see it right there at the top of the screen, homefieldapparel.com. They got everything, man. 2010 Natty shirt, uh, 2004 SEC championship shirts. They got 97, 98 SEC basketball championship shirts. They got all of it. Anything that you want, old vintage gear. They get the, the baby jacks or the baby blue Bo Jackson baseball. Use the code all caps up tempo to get 15% off of your purchase. Also, Blake, show them the shirt you got on. Uh, it's the bang level up shirt, level right? Level up. That's the up tempo t shirt, man. Go over to the warportshop.com. Get you one of those, man. It'll help us out as well. Uh, I'm not going to do the whole membership spill tonight, but you guys know, go over there, sign up for the memberships for our members. The recruiting pod will come out tomorrow. Y'all know the deal. I uh, checked out Caden Hall. He is a big target of Auburn's class of 2026. Long way to go. Uh, spoke to somebody uh, close to him as well. Auburn's Auburn's in that boat. This is a kid. If you don't remember, um, he came to camp. He's like 15, right? Comes to camp, uh, just starts showing out, and they walk over pretty quickly and say, "That kid's class of 26, and he's already looks like that." <laughs> and shoot him an offer. Then he goes down to Florida a couple of days later. 
balls out of Florida, gets an offer there. He's gonna pick up offers from like half the SEC at this point. Uh, this kid's gonna be a stud, Blake. He's like, he's like six three. I, 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 he's he's a beast. This kid is an absolute monster. He had five tackles on the opening drive uh, Friday night. He is just all he's all over the field. So I can definitely see why Auburn's hard after him. Like I said, spoke to somebody close to him, and he said, "Oh yeah, they hard after us." So uh, another Bryce Kane touchdown last Friday night. All right. Hey. He- he didn't put up a lot of stats because Baker, uh, they ran the football against Daphne. Um, you know, Baker was just running it down their throat, man. So they didn't go away from it. They didn't really try to throw the ball much. Uh, but it was um, it was late in the game, like middle of the fourth, and they were really trying to put a stamp on it. And Bryce just hit a post, man, and he ran off and, and left everybody. I mean, yeah. when he gets the ball, bro, it's a wrap. When, when, when me and Blake tell you, and uh, our members know we posted the clips and stuff, and I'm sure y'all have seen Bryce Kane stuff, but when you see this dude cut loose, like up close, it's elite. Yeah, it's it's it, it is elite. It's NFL speed. Well, the, if the rest of his game will develop into that, that's to be determined. The kids, you know, got a long way to go as a senior in high school, but that speed is first round NFL level speed. And he's right now he's playing on the outside. We get him in the slot where he belongs, it's gonna be dangerous. So uh that pile will be dropping for you guys tomorrow. Uh Caden Hall also checked out Ladarian Clarity. We haven't offered Ladarian yet, uh, but I'll get into more about that situation. He was at A Day, he is on our board. It's just you know, there's a lot of stuff to weed through there. I'll get into that as well. Uh, a guy that I'm high on, he's a class of 25. What you got? Best quarterback in the country. Can't argue it. Uh Devin says talking about the uh the UW game. My husband is a Washington alum, so we cheer for them. Yeah, yeah, Devin, you got to, right? You got to keep the uh keep the household, keep everybody happy. Dog. Yeah. My girlfriend, she got to find out for the first time. Uh, we started dating right before the season kicked off. She got to find out for the first time. You know, baby, are you okay? What did I do? Nothing. We <laughs> lost. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Like, I don't know, like. We lost, bro. I'm I, I'm sorry, love, but <laughs> it is what it is. What did I do? You didn't do anything. Can you play quarterback? <laughs> I'd probably feel a little bit better. Uh, yeah. So Janora says, uh, I enjoy the live stream, guys. Keeping it away. Hey, yeah, that's what we try to do, man. Uh, we love our Tigers, but we're not going to sunshine pump, right? Uh, I guarantee you, we'll tell you the truth. And if we win this game on Saturday. I, I, I can't even tell you how ridiculous the show will be Sunday. Mm-hmm. So we're going to love on our Tigers, but at the same time, man, you know, like we, we got to tell you what it is. We got so, yeah, we got to do what we got to do, but uh, we definitely appreciate you subbing today, and we're happy that you found us. We look forward to you hanging out with us for more. All right, let's go over here to go on these units overall. I wasn't going to break down punter versus kicker and blah, 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 blah. So special teams, I'm probably being too mean here now that I see your grade of B. I don't even know really why I went with a C. I mean, McPherson's made his kicks. Chapman's punting good. I guess I'll just have some of those. Uh, those you saw the punts. bad snap. You saw the bad snap and the muff punts. It's 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 the oh dude the bad you know that bad snap pissed. Yeah. Oh, um and, and the reason, the reason I'm not going the reason I'm not going to uh, shake on the on the muff punts is because uh, Keontae man Keontae's been out and so I'm not gonna. I'm not going to sit here and rip on that too much. Uh, the bad snap, pooh, uh, that, 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 had me, that had me worried. But you kind of saw what kind of an, an athlete Oscar was. Uh, yeah. to, he didn't even jump, all right? So he saw it, and he was like, hey, I'm not there. If I jump, I'm dead, all right? So he immediately turns around, goes, up, goes back, and picks up the ball, punts it, gets it off. Uh, I thought it was a great job from him. 
Alex McPherson is a dude. Mm-hmm. All right. We know what his brother can do, but this guy, all right, a dude. We don't have nothing to worry about. Peyton, just get us to the 35, dog. <laughs> we were there, Blake. We were there the whole first half. He kept getting sacked. Kept getting sacked. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> uh, and and my thing, look, you could even throw Robbie in there and just said, hey, run the ball. All right, let's just kick a field goal. Whatever. But you, you knew it was coming. Hey, he's about to take a sack here. We're going to end up having a penalty. Pump. Yeah, false start. Yeah. Oh, um, but man, special teams, I give it a B. Um, not going to not going to harp on it too much. Yeah, just clean up just clean up some of those mistakes as far as the uh the, that that it's the muff punt, you're right. That just sent me over the edge Saturday. <laughs> uh uh offense. I give it a straight up F for freaking garbage. And Blake doesn't even want to care to comment on it. He's going, uh, he's going Gene Chizik 2010 on us. No comment. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going, I'm just going to go with the F, bro, because like everything I've talked about at first, um, and this isn't necessarily an indictment on the players. This is just all of it. We talked about it Sunday. There's not one person to put the blame on. Unfortunately, the way this works. Like we just saw, we talked about with Brian Harson, it ultimately falls back on Hugh Freeze, mm-hmm. especially the offensive side. And I think that Auburn fans, and I think this is some of the reaction, why you've seen the reaction that you saw this week, bro, is that it's going it, so far, it's only four games, right? But but it's, it, it's taking a similar path that we have seen. We've seen offensive coaches have to get carried by defenses. And somebody put in the chat earlier, why do people come to Auburn and forget? Quit doing what made them successful. We're just jaded. We saw Gus just look us in the face and say, my up-tempo doesn't work anymore. And then we get down by 10 points to A&M, and we do it, and we'd score 14 in five minutes and win the game, and we're like, it works, brother. Run it. So that's just kind of where we're at here. I know what Hugh Freeze is, man. I think so highly of his offensive mind. He's got to get in here and take control of this offense um, as best he can with what it's going. I, but right now, Blake, I have been extremely, extremely underwhelmed, and I got to give it a big fat F. Uh, I want to. I want to throw something out there real quick. Uh, do you remember when Josh Heupel come into Tennessee? Joe Milton transferred in. All right, things weren't going great with the offense. He said, "Hey, you're going to go sit the bench." I'm going to make a quarterback change. I'm going to bring Hendon Hooker in here. And that offense never looked back. Mm-hmm. Never looked back. All right. They they were beating people to sleep. They hung 52 on Bama. All right. Like, they weren't no joke. It was, it was fluid out the gate. Like, Heupel saw that things weren't working early with Milton. And he said, hey, scratch it. Throw it out the window. Go sit on the pine. I got a guy. Let's try him. Clicking. All right. By game four in that first year, I know they went seven and five, but it, it was clicking. They just couldn't play defense that year. All right. Then Hendon comes back. The bang, 10 and two. All right. They were rolling. So all this stuff where, oh, it needs time. It needs time. Yeah, we got to be patient as a fan base. But our offense should not – there's no way we shouldn't be throwing for, what, 56 yards, Peyton yeah. throwing 56 yards. We haven't thrown for over 100 yards in our last five P5 games. Psych. I, uh, come on, man. 
Come on. Come on. Like, Tennessee, Tennessee didn't have a problem with getting it going with Heupel. Yeah. And that's my only critique is, is everybody keeps saying, oh, well, it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. Make a quarterback change. Do something. Do mm-hmm. something. Don't keep running the same guy back out there to keep getting pounded and looking like a deer in headlights. I'll be the first to admit, Dustin knows this, I backed Peyton Thorne all offseason. Yeah, privately. Hey, like, yeah, we've had a lot of discussions being played. Yes, I, 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 would, I would text Dustin and be like, hey, Peyton's got to be the guy. All of our listeners, they know. I'll, I'll be the first to say, I backed him. Hey, he's got to be the guy. All right. Hugh brought him in for a reason, but I've seen enough. I've seen enough. I, I posted I posted on Twitter Saturday. I think it's nine time. All right. I think it's nine time. When you come back out from half, it's got to be nine time. First comment on my tweet. Well, Robbie Ashford's not going to win the football game. Well, neither is Peyton Thorne. So switch it up, do something. It's it's aggravating, man. That's the thing that gets me is when people say, "Well, Robbie can't throw." And what have you seen that makes you think Peyton Thorne can? And at some point, I look at it and say, "Okay, let's just say Robbie can't throw." Which we I will admit, you know, like passing is not his strong suit. We know he can move the ball with his legs. At this point, can we just do something to move the ball? Mm-hmm. I don't care what it is. If we got to run the ball with Robbie, we got to run the ball with Robbie. But you got to do something. And you can't just say with eight games to go, I ain't got the guys. No, man, that that's that's not it. Uh, so here we go to the defense. I'm going to go A minus, and I just go A minus because for me, A plus is just like so hard to attain. I mean, there's, there's just minor, minor critiques, but um, I'm so. I'm I'm so just impressed with Ron Roberts, um, what he's getting out of the talent that he has. This is just not. This was my big concern, a bit the big worry coming into the season. I didn't think the defense would hold up, and um, even in a game like Saturday, they should have broke way before they did. And I would argue they never even really broke. They just yep. continued to get put in bad positions. But the effort, like I like I spoke to on the Sunday episode. I, I don't think you're going to see what you saw versus Penn State. I don't think you're going to see what you saw versus Arkansas. I don't think you'll see what you saw late in that Ole Miss game where the defense just said, and I'm talking about last year's games, where they just said, oh, we were out. We can't stop the run. We're out. These guys have fought. They fought their, they fought their way through. They got us a victory at Cal. Think about how bad this season would be looking if we were 2-2 two and two and didn't pull that game out. They got us that dub. They did. Back against the wall time and time and time again. Ron Roberts has put the players in the best position to succeed. I think that Jeremy Garrett is getting the best out of the defensive line. I think Josh Alders is getting the best out of the linebackers. I think that Zach is getting the best out of the corners. or Whichever one, him, I get him confused between him and uh, T-Rob, which one are safeties and which ones are corners. But I think everybody is getting the best out of their rooms. I think the unit is playing as one. And I think that they bought into the identity of playing old-school fast Auburn defense and they created a turnover in every single game so far this year. And the one that they created uh, last Saturday was the lowest amount of turnovers they've created so far this season. So they're getting to the ball. They're hitting my guy Zion Puckett got hurt because he laid out people five plays in a row. 
he just kept bringing the wood and eventually he was out. So the effort, the intensity, the scheme, there's nothing to not like about this defense. Ron Roberts, you're killing it, my guy. Super impressed. Man, I'm going to give them an A infinity plus for what they've done this year. Boy, let me tell you something. I can't even imagine uh, you get over to the sideline and and you're talking and you're going through what's about to happen on the next drive. You're going through what happened on the previous drive. And then all of a sudden they say, hey, punt team up. And you got to go right back out there. <laughs> and it's time and time and time again. And, uh, yeah, there, there's a few things we need to clean up. Like I mentioned earlier, the DBs tackling in space. Uh, I think that's got to get better. I think the pass rush has got to get better. But for a lot of these dudes, man, these are a lot of portal guys. Uh, it was it was thrown together. This, this defense wasn't supposed to be like this in the offseason. All we heard was this defense is going to give up points. Uh, they can't stop the run. The secondary is going to be the key. And, well, the secondary is great, don't get me wrong. But we've stepped up in every other every other facet of the defense. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm, I'm proud of these dudes, man. I, I will say Saturday I watched the game with my pops, and my dad is a diehard Auburn fan. Uh, he has been a diehard Auburn fan, the only one in his family for uh, 58 years now. And he will he will tell you straight up, we're, we're, a, we're a quarterback away, man. We're a guy that just makes look, and and he's not saying that saying that we're we're a playoff team or anything like that. But we're a quarterback away from we could actually do something this yeah. year. Yeah, looking confident. Yeah, instead of shooting for six and six. All right, that's what he means. He's not meaning win ten games or anything. He's just saying we're a quarterback away from having a a really good football team that could break some people's hearts late in the year. And I, I just I, I think it's a disservice to this defense uh, that that they're going out here and making plays. I mean, damn, they scored before your offense scored Saturday. There you go. That that's the story right there. K and Lee, dog, gonna be playing on Sundays. DBU, all right. He's gonna he's gonna produce us another one. I mean, I, it's just. It's bad, man. It's frustrating. Uh, and Saturday, <laughs> I mean, I hope I hope we bring something different. I really. Uh, yeah. <laughs> here's a here's a reason we really didn't even delve into the Georgia game tonight. We'll give you the uh, we'll give you the preview show. Y'all already know the deal, man. We're about to get out of here. The preview show will drop at 10 a.m. Friday. We'll preview that Georgia game. Uh, appreciate our new subs tonight, man. Appreciate all you guys getting in the comments. Uh, we'll get some of your final final ones in here. Hey, look, go over to. Um, Go, even if you're watching on YouTube, go over to Spotify, go over to Apple, uh, leave us a five-star review. That helps us a whole lot, man. Um, if you haven't liked the video, do that. Share it out on social media. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, please do. Um, we just appreciate all the love. Blake, you got anything before we get out of here, brother? Yeah, and, and I kind of mentioned uh, before we really got into the meat and potatoes of the show is stay together as a fan base. <clears throat> stay together. Stay excited. This is a marathon. It's not a sprint, all right? We are going to be okay, all right? That that game last Saturday, yeah, there was opportunities to win it, but we were predicted to lose it from the get-go, all right? 
They, you look on paper, their roster and the blue chips, the five stars, and all of that. They were better than us. All right, they were, they were. Their receiving core is one of the best in the country. They, they have elite dudes over there. Let's stay together. Rome wasn't built in a day. We're going to be okay. We are recruiting at a high rate right now. We got to get dudes in here, man. We were behind. We were in a dark place. We were in a dark hole. We will be okay, I promise. Auburn football, Cadillac said it last year, man. Auburn football will get back to that point. We just got to be patient. We got to wait this thing out, and we will make our way back, I promise you. Yes, sir. Uh, my final thought, I've seen a lot of people this week saying, hold on, hold on. Walker White's on the way. This is why you need to sign up for the varsity squad because every week we tell you what these recruits do, and I love Walker White, but let me tell you something. A 50% passer, which is where he's at this year, is not about to come in next year and save an SEC football program. Walker White's a couple years away from starting, guys, so calm down your expectations for a high school kid. Uh, Like the video, subscribe. Y'all know the deal. We will be back here at 10 a.m. Friday, Georgia Preview. Until then, tell somebody that you love them. They might need to hear it. War damn eagle, we're out of here. War damn, baby.